Hi, I'm Robert Marin, adults from Dragon Turtle Games, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week's podcast is sponsored by the League for the Rehabilitation of Fantasy Villains. From Lord Soth to Bargle the Infamous, Wenger to Verminard, and Vecna to Artemis and Terry. The League promises to rebrand, reform, and relaunch your murderous career into something softer and more suited to the modern world. Hmm... Maybe I should join. I'm more villainous than all of them put together. Which of them made a giant rat colossus, huh? Huh? All the tabletop roleplay news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peter Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Rollfairs. Russ has ever. It is a complete delight to be here. How are you, Peter? I'm extremely good, thank you. I see you brought two guests. I have. All the way from London, England, uh, we have Sam and Kay Bartlett, the art director and business manager, respectively, of Roll and Play Press. Ooh, hello, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks hey. for having us. Hello. Yeah, thank you so much yes. for inviting us. Um, so we'll be talking about Roll and Play Press a bit later in the show, but just so people know, so you, you're currently running a Kickstarter, your second Kickstarter, which is basically a book of uh, random tables to help you sort of flesh out your character. And it looks awesome, and it's doing really, really well. Thank you. I think the yeah. ones you're looking for are astoundingly successful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are. They are the ones. Wait, wait, wait. When you hit a hun- over £100,000, then it's like, oh, yes, that is astoundingly yeah. successful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. You get a small clap. It's like, oh, well, that's really... Blimey. <laughs> but, but you did one last year, didn't you? And that did similarly. So... Yeah, we did. Um, somehow. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a whirlwind. It really was. Yeah, uh, last year. Oh, it's, a, it's a good product and it's a good idea. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Thank we'll you. talk about it later. Let's, yes. uh, let's get yes. on with some yes. RPG news, shall we? Oh, yes, yes. What's happening, Russ? We've got, we've got a bit. Let's start with, come with me, Peter, if you want to live. In a what world could I be talking of about? adventure. Um, uh, it sounds like you're trying to introduce uh, Aladdin or something to me. Oh, no! Oh, Aladdin? Okay. Where'd you get that off? from? The song that I thought you were referencing? Uh, no! Terminator! Oh, come if you want. oh, I see. Come with me if you want to live. The famous line from Terminator. Uh, it's all in the oh. accent. <laughs> I'm going to get a new co-host. This one's rubbish. This one doesn't work. No, I'd like to get co-hosts that can pronounce words. <laughs> send, we can't always get send this one back to the factory. Get a replacement. <laughs> get a reset setting. Get some of that sarcasm lift off. All right, go on. Uh, so the Terminator RPG Kickstarter launched yesterday. Exciting. And it's doing pretty well. It's based on the first film... Yes. And the comic book series. I haven't read the comic books, Ooh. but the comic book series. Okay. Not on the later films, so I'm not 100% sure how the license kind of works on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just confining it to a specific time period of the 1980s, as I recall. Well, interestingly, it says you can play in any time period, though. In which case, I don't know. Maybe no, they're just playing either. around with divergent timelines. I guess. So you don't have to have John and Sarah Connor and... Um, What's uh, Corporal Hex's character called? <laughs> What's who, sorry? Uh, Carl Reese. Carl Reese, that's thank you. Yes, Michael Bean, yeah. yeah. Ah, there you go, I knew those words. Yeah. Are you guys Terminator <laughs> fans? 
You look too young to be Terminator fans, to be honest. Oh, funnily <laughs> enough, we watched Terminator 2 this weekend. That was the first time we'd seen really? it. Yeah. Really? Oh. I really, yeah, I think we both really loved it. We had a it weird a Christmas film. of watching Terminator. Yeah. Was it Christmas Day? We I watched mean, Terminator. Christmas, Christmas okay. in lockdown. <laughs> watching Terminator <laughs> was the strangest Christmas experience. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really interested by this. I think mm. playing, I don't know whether the players play as Terminators, but... I don't know whether the GM's going to just have to have like a limitless supply of pneumatic kind of crushing machines because that seems to be the only way you can you can kill a Terminator. So or like big smelting pots just lying around that you can, you can um, chuck yeah, one in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think you, you play um, resistance fighters. I yes. think okay and makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be weird if you're playing the Terminator. Yeah. yeah. So have you seen the first one as I'm well? I'm surprised they've the done it just one? on the first. Yeah, we've seen we've seen both. So that's why I'm quite surprised that they haven't done it on the second one because that's where oh. Arnie comes back and he's the good guy. So you would have thought yes. they would have gone yeah. with that, but mm. I suppose the th- the only thing that's in the second one that you couldn't get from the first one is the T1000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's just the 1980s, isn't yeah. it? It's, uh, uh, you don't you don't need a license to set a game in the 1980s, so. And you've already got Arnie from the first one, so okay. I guess it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Who's uh, making it? Do we know what system they're using? Uh, we do. It's the uh, it's Nightfall Press who do Slay Industries. Yes. Okay. And uh, I'm not familiar with their system, but they're using the same system D-10. they use for Slay Industries. Last time I checked. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slay Industries for listeners at home who might not be familiar with the minutiae of 1980s and 1990s RPG Industries from Glasgow is a uh, sort of a dystopian sort of, I will say cyberpunk being completely wrong whilst I do so, corporate dystopia, which quite frankly was uh, reflected on Thatcher's Britain. And I've got to say, it's like, well, you know, a bit optimistic at the time, lads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you guys heard of Coyote and Crow? I yes. have seen this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems to be doing quite well. I saw Matt Mercer tweeted yeah. it the other other day, so I was mm. thinking, oh, that's going to it's gonna blow up. But, um, it yeah, is, it, quite it good. is. It looks really interesting. So it's a sci-fi RPG, mm-hmm. and it's set in America, but mm-hmm. it's set in the near future, and it assumes that America was never colonised. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's written by a team of Native American creators, mm-hmm. and basically everyone in the setting is Native American because the, mm-hmm. the country wasn't uh, colonized. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like you say, it's doing really, really, really well. It's mm-hmm. like uh, let's let's have a quick look at what it's at now. God. Wow, <laughs> it's at <laughs> nearly half a million dollars wow. with with <laughs> twenty days to go. Nice. And yeah. I think when when I had a had a snoop through it, they seem to have this. Mm. Is it a donation process where you can donate yeah. the book to a library or something mm, like that? Which I've not seen before, and I thought that looked mm. quite cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting idea. Yeah. And the art style looks just awesome as well. I'm really yeah. really impressed yeah. by yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy that this is doing so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Let's see, twenty days. It's uh, just under. Oh. I don't think it's quite going to do the million, but it would be nice if it did. It, it will definitely be within spitting distance, mm. um, yeah. which is an incredible achievement. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, wow. Yeah, I think that's one I'm definitely going to back because that looks mm. really interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Let's have a look. Let's find some more news. Hey, you guys like punching Nazis, don't you? Boy, do I. <laughs> because uh, Modifius's Actum Cthulhu, which oh, is yeah, basically yeah. World War Two, yes. pulp 
hero allied soldiers fighting evil Nazi people who dabble in the supernatural. Wow. So, I mean, how's that different from history? They're dabbling rather more successfully and are also integrating in the Cthulhu mythos. And yeah, yeah, various of the yeah, Argolden so, creatures. So, you know, yeah. maybe you get to fight Nazis and Shoggoths. And yes, quite frankly, yeah. that sounds like an excellent day. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to need more dynamite, is what I'm saying. I would watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's been around for quite a while, but yes. Modifius have just launched their 2D20 system version of it. Right, because previously... And been- 2D20 is the system... The powers Conan and Star yes. Trek and a whole bunch of other stuff that they make. Yeah. system, yeah. I, I know previously they had versions in Fate and uh, Basic Roleplaying, which is the Call of yeah. Cthulhu system out. Oh, cool. So this will, again, add a certain uh, subtle twist to the matter. Uh, so Savage Worlds, I think, not Fate. But, was it Savage um, Yeah, it was originally yes. a Call wow. of Cthulhu setting. Yes. That's how it started. Oh. And uh, it's kind of developed into its own game. But it's going to have very different flavours depending on how you run it. Because if you run something in Savage Worlds, the players are just going to take off and be big damn heroes. There's like pretty much no stopping that. It's just going to happen. You need to accept it. I think 2D20 sort of leans that way too. Mm. Definitely Call of Cthulhu does not. (laughs) (laughs) Call of Cthulhu, please God, don't have to roll the dice because otherwise it's it's all just gone wrong. Oh, I had to roll the dice. Oh, that's where it all went wrong. Yeah. Anyway, there is, so um, the game is launched, but there's also a free quick start. You can download it, Mm -hmm. and it's called A Quick Trip to France. And uh, you get to investigate a sleepy French uh, village and a mysterious chateau and a villainous Nazi organization. And it's like 45 pages long. You get to start a uh, rule set, you get the adventure, and you get some um, pre-generated characters. Nice. Hmm. Um, uh, Sam, okay. Have you had a chance to play any Call of Cthulhu or? I haven't. No, I'm really interested though. Okay. I yeah. love the idea of trekking around a chateau in France, getting the living heck scared out of me by a, <laughs> a giant octopus monster in the shadows. I mean, you know. Well, that's, and that's nothing to do with role playing. Yeah, that's exactly. just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hashtag life goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I know about uh, Call of Cthulhu is that it's pretty deadly. Like, I think not many players probably make it out of the session. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a character survive a quarter because yeah, you Yeah, ever. you either go insane yeah. or just straight up die. So, yeah. Uh, um, no, don't forget the third option. You got mad, dead, or fled. Sure, <laughs> sure. If you're lucky enough to flee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it's not like one of those of games where you level up to level 20 and then just start killing gods and things. <laughs> you know, you, uh, can't, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zeus spilled my pint. Like, this is an example. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm all here for uh, Call of Cthulhu monsters. I, I could just stare at books and pages and pages of Lovecraftian monsters all day. I just mm. love reading about them. And then, some sort of mythos menagerie. Absolutely. Yeah, and then I need to go and yeah. do something less dark and weird to kind <laughs> yeah, of something a bit more not give myself yeah. nightmares. <laughs> Just go and watch but, the Power Rangers yeah, or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, I, I got to say, like, for the listeners at home, 
Like Sam's wife is just giving him a. <laughs> okay. Whatever you do when I'm not looking, it's nothing to do with that. There's actually a, there's a hidden room in the loft where I keep all of my uh, <laughs> strange okay. magic books. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> move, move, moving swiftly on. Let's move, let's move swiftly on yeah, before before he says too much. <laughs> too late. <laughs> Yeah, your eyes are glowing. What's going on? <laughs> I've only summoned a monster once, right? <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> you summoned a monster, but did it in hell. We understand. I promised <laughs> I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't summon what you can't bind. Anyway, yes. So, <laughs> evil, hat. evil hat productions. Ooh. They have announced two more RPGs. Uh, one of them is called Project Perseus, Ooh. and this is Super Spies versus the Supernatural set in the 80s. Cool. Okay. Nice. Is Evil Hat yeah. Fate, or am I mixing yeah. it up? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I like Fate. I feel, Fate Fate's yeah. my favourite. I feel like everything's set in the 80s these days. Well, there are advantages, like mobile phones aren't a problem. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It, it, and the internet, I suppose. It's just before the internet. Yeah, yeah, basically. So it's like and the haircuts as well. I mean, <laughs> and the best haircuts. Yeah, yeah. Basically, in the eighties, everybody had a COVID haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't know. I'm laughing. So, <laughs> so Project Perseus is super spies versus uh, supernatural in the eighties. The other one is called Apocalypse Keys, and this is a tabletop RPG Ooh. where uh, you play monsters holding mm. back the apocalypse as agents of division, a secret organization. Yeah, interesting. That sounds really cool. Will that also be using fate or...? Uh, so this one is powered... No, both of these are powered by the apocalypse. Ah, uh, I see. Games. Yeah. Full-blown storytelling games with um, lots of different playbooks and... Uh, yeah. ...ways to mess around. Um, I've never actually played anything powered by the apocalypse before. Fair enough. Um, I played Masks, City of Mists, Vagabonds of Diffheim, which is, yeah, I've even run that, so that was the same, so yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not my preferred style, but, um, yeah, I can, I can see why people like it. I can imagine if all the players are playing as monsters, the session mm. will derail within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it will be an entertaining story with <laughs> very little effort, yes. <laughs> Um, I imagine there will be a certain elements of like a uh, Hellboy, uh, the BPRD, and like isn't the division the name of the government organisation from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The Initiative. I can't remember the Initiative. Thank you. Initiative. Yeah, I might be thinking of the Tom Clancy game. You know what? God, Buffy just the like... Vampire Slayer. I'd forgotten Buffy the Vampire Slayer ever existed until you mentioned it. It's been <laughs> so long. Since <laughs> <I've seen. laughs> Well, well, we've, we've, been been talking we've like got 20 a few more weeks of lockdown, so <laughs> get the box set back out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Work your way through. Bish bosh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Peter, you played that uh, Salasta Crown of the Magister game, didn't you? Yes, I did. And if you hadn't brought it up, I was going to mention this, because this is very exciting news. Go on, then. Uh, yeah, they uh, in a manner similar to Neverwinter Nights, Salasta Crown of the Magister has brought out a... Um, a Dungeon Master's kit, essentially. So, so that's the Crown of the Magister, for those of you who have 
not uh, listen to me raving about it before, is essentially a very faithful conversion of 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons to the PC. And with this kit, you will be able to make your own dungeons, add your own flavor text, have your own things, and then someone else can uh, play it. So mm. sounds pretty sounds pretty sweet to me. Yeah. So they called it their Digital Dungeon Maker. Yeah. Which is a good name. Kind of does what it says on the tin, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I would have no trouble guessing what that was if I guess the Kickstarter game. <laughs> so did you prefer because it's kind of similar like the, uh, the game itself is kind of similar to Baldur's Gate 3 in that basically it's D&D 5th edition isometric you know that that sort of Baldur's Gate-y style of play but you mm. preferred it to uh, Baldur's Gate 3 did you say? Oh it depends which way the wind is blowing uh, mm. because sometimes you like I really liked Divinity Original Sin 2 mm. and its predecessor. So Baldur's Gate 3 has a lot of familiarity for me and is quite fun. But in many ways, it's not as D&D as you'd like it to be. So it's... Celasta's sort of, more faithful to the rule set, isn't it? Celasta is more faithful to the rule set. And I do like the changes they've made to it. They've come up with some pretty nice subclasses. Like if they were to do a Kickstarter to release the RPG rulebook for Celasta, I'd be like... Yeah, okay. I, I would give that some money. Um, mm. Obviously, that's a while in the future because they have yet to release a computer game, but I've enjoyed playing it, playing it through and I've got... I like the... Yeah, I like the flavour. Mm. Okay. So, it's interesting and I think this could this is like a really nice thing and there's going to be a lot of very keen modders out there. Mm. Well, they've previewed the Digital Dungeon Maker at the moment. Mm. So, they, they've sort of talked about how it's going to end up, but at the moment, you can mm. get one tile set basically mm. and uh, later they're going to be unlocking more of them I think they're only dungeons so you can't do outdoor scenery yeah yeah makes sense but other than that um, you just kind of paint down the map just chuck things in there chuck monsters mm-hmm. in there encounters in there and, and then just hand it over to someone else to play yeah yeah that, that you'd probably be able, it's probably going to be on Steam Steam Workshop and that sort of thing so yeah yeah that's how, that sounds that sounds like a really good way to get a lot of uh, support I mean mm. yeah uh, probably the biggest division in myself over Celasta versus Baldur's Gate 3 is Baldur's Gate 3 is multiplayer. Right. And Celasta is not. Isn't, right. Okay. So it's like, oh, dear me. So uh, when, when, when choosing which game to play, it's like, do I, I, if I, if I want to really find a fifth dead conversion, then Celasta is, you know, it's just more faithful conversion. Mm. Whereas Baldur's Gate 3, you can play with friends. So, you know, different, different strokes, different folks. Mm. Okay. Lasers and feelings. Let's talk about lasers and feelings, shall we? Yes, let's. Just generally, you know. Lasers. <laughs> what do you like better, lasers or feelings? If you had to have lasers or feelings, which would you have? Lasers, well, definitely. Well, I, I dealt with both professionally, but... Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <you're saying. laughs> well, that is kind of the rules of the game. You yes. only have two stats, lasers mm. and feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like a one-page role-playing game. It's totally not Star Trek. The two are completely separate. There's no <laughs> <Yeah>. intellectual problem. <laughs> so Ooh, it's, been, it's been around for a bit, and it's yeah, by okay. John Harper, yes, uh, who also created Blades in the Dark. Yes. So it's now been updated to a license, which means anybody can basically write for Lasers and Feelings or mod it or hack it or whatever and oh. sell their versions of it. Ah, now you're talking. Yeah, because yeah. there are a lot of hacks out there already. So, mm. yeah. But you couldn't sell them before. Oh. But now you can. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. It's, a, it's a really simple role-playing game system. 
Yeah, like, two stats, and that's yeah. it. And then it could be swords or sorcery, lasers or feelings. It's like the better you are at one, the worse you are at the other. So yeah. there you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's simple, but it works. I, I quite, I, I think I ran it as a one shot at the club, and yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. Definitely, definitely further for an evening's play, mm-hmm. and quick to get going as well, which is always important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we talk some D anD D? Oh god, then everyone always likes talking about D anD D. So yeah. we got two bits of D anD D news. One is yes. that Candlekeep Mysteries comes out next week. Exciting. So before our next episode, it will be out. I think it's the 18th, which is Thursday. Is it Thursday? I think but it's I Thursday. Reject, I reject your concept of the time. Yes, Thursday is the 18th. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that comes out next week. So we can mm-hmm. probably talk more about that next week. But um, uh, there's a review up on my website at the moment. And you know, people people have got advanced copies now. So yes. if, you, if you poke around the internet, you'll be able to see what it's like inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also oh, 17, 17 different uh, things within it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 17 different adventures. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. I yeah. think it's going to be great if, you know, just for a, the way that they kind of describe it is, is kind of like a, a one shot almost that you can just throw into your campaign, mm. um, which I really like the idea of. Mm. But they, they've also mentioned that there's Easter eggs throughout the adventures. So if you did run a bunch of them, Mm. You you would pick up on certain things that would be happening to your party throughout that that may link to a previous adventure, which I was right, really excited right. about. Yeah, yeah. So you could you could just play through them all in order, and there'd yeah. be a sort of kind of loose campaign kind of through line. Yeah, I think mm. there's. I don't think it's kind of an overarching story, but no I think meta plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. no. I don't think there's any plot per se. They are individual, yeah. but I think that there's mm. little Easter eggs in there. If you know, if you know, you know, mm. kind of thing, mm. uh, which sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, there's, there's more D&D news. Have you guys seen the latest Unearthed Arcana? Or Arcana? Or Arcana? Or Arcana? One of those two things. Yes, I have. I was <laughs> flicking through it this morning. I thought it looked great. Yeah. Oh. Fae-based origins. Oh, really? Hmm. So, what have we got? We have got a hobgoblin. Mm. Uh, we've got owl folk. We've got rabbit folk. Uh, what else is there? Fairies. Fairies. <laughs> fairies. So what do you guys think of this one then? Um. I think I think fairies are having such a resurgence at the moment that I'm not surprised that they've done it. I don't know if anyone's mm. watched. Um, there was a show on Netflix, Fate, the Wink Saga. I've um, heard people talking about it, but I haven't seen it. Which was based on a kid's show all about fairies, and they made it into some Ooh. sort of young adult yeah. You know, teen angst drama. Um, yeah, and they made fairies seem awesome. So <laughs> fairies, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what like you you people have been listening, watching, but like fairies have always been cool. Um, it's not murderous. So what's this called? What's, what was it called again? The show? The TV show? Oh, yes. um, Fate: The Winx Saga. Is that Winks with an X? Winks with an X. Yeah. That's how you know it's edgy. Ah. That's how you know it's cool, yeah. <laughs> that makes it ten times cooler just by putting an X there. It's for the kids well, with I'll... a Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, so I, I put a... I, well, that would make it fake wins, Saga. Uh, anyway, I put it on my watch list for Netflix, so I'm now the champion. Thank you. Oh, good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to Unearthed Arcana. What do, what do yeah. we think of this one? Have you ever had any desire to play a rabbit folk? 
Has that been your burning ambition in D&D to play a rabbit? Now, I'm going to be honest and say no. (laughs) But but after reading, I'm kind of like, you know what? I could could play as a rabbit. Okay. I I really enjoyed their... um, They've got a skill where you can you can jump, so you can mm-hmm. you can move up to your total movement, and then you can just jump. <laughs> I just really like the idea of just jumping into combat and just running across the battlefield, and then just hopping into my enemy, like hopping into your enemies <laughs> with your ears flying behind exactly. you, <laughs> like this cute little rabbit taking down Strahd. Like I'm all I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> well, that only works if you're going sideways, so it can properly bunny hop. You can like have a rabbit barbarian mm. that wields like a a, a large carrot like a club <laughs> yes yes <laughs> well, wasn't there an incredibly successful kickstarter about that like the humblewood yeah mm. so yeah. yeah well there you go yeah. yeah yeah that is true that is true yeah. so yeah hobgoblins seem to be somewhat different than i remember yeah well it's a hobgoblin of the feywild which i think is different to a yes. regular hobgoblin yes noticeably less martial it looks like mm. Mm help as a bonus action. It's going to be interesting to see if this has any, because when they did the um, gothic things on the last Anathakana, they mm, announced yes. Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft yeah. mm-hmm. really soon afterwards, didn't mm. they? Yeah, I was wondering if there's going to so be So I a... wonder if that means the next thing they're going to announce is going to be Fae-themed in yeah. some way. Yeah, I think uh, so. Seems possible, yeah. Mm. Although, you obviously, don't give them much time to playtest stuff if they're releasing the horror stuff and then releasing a book of horror stuff. Yeah, I kind of wondered about mm. that. About they must have done that really quick with the Ravenloft stuff mm. because it's coming out May, mm. is it? Uh, yeah, pretty soon. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's March now, so, yeah. Mm. Another one I had my eye on was uh, the owl, owl folk. I think they look great. <laughs> owl folk. I think the silent feathers, they have like a silent feathers trait, which means they get bonuses to stealth. I just, lo- I just love the idea of a giant... <laughs> Owl Ow. humanoid sneaking around and just scaring the heck out of people. <laughs> so is that just like a human with an owl head, or is it actually I, an owl? You know what? Don't question it. Just, <laughs> just enjoy just it. Just enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. Owl folk have arms and legs like other humanoids, as well as wings that extend from their backs and shoulders. Oh, I, I was picturing them all wrong. I was, yeah. I was imagining like they had like wings and. And no, doing no. stuff with their wingtips. I was seeing like <laughs> a Furby kind of thing walking around. Furby, You could do like a yeah. kind of Batman court of owls, apart from they are actually owls. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could do. Yeah. <laughs> Pathfinder have unveiled a new adventure line. Ooh, exciting. So these are called One Shots. Oh. And they're designed for single sessions, and uh, they are digital, so I assume that means they're just going to be in PDF. Mm. And you can pick them up for $5 each. And the first Ooh. one is by Jason Borman, who, who we've had Ooh. on the show before. Yes. And it's a puzzle-filled pirate dungeon called Sundered Waves. Interesting. <coughs> that sounds- I don't know how often these are going to come out, but, but I, you know, I'm always a fan of one-shot type stuff. Yeah. So uh, you can just dip into and dip out of. That'd be quite good. Uh, I suppose, obviously, with the Savage Worlds conversion of the Pathfinder rule set coming out, then uh, that gives you some extra material that you could probably use and convert. I mean, I wouldn't normally go with it, but at $5, it's hard to go wrong. Mm. Mm. Right. I think we've finished the news. 
It's time to play our favorite game. It's time to play the game. Our favorite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. Shall we play our favorite game in all the world? The game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name. Oh, okay. I was going to make a joke about mining copper and Valheim. We've got a slight problem this week. They're all really easy. Yes. I see no problem. <laughs> and the titles uh, just literally say what they are. So I can't see how people won't get full points every single time. Which means Ooh, that's that an excellent now. set of titles. But it does titles. mean they're an excellent set of titles. Yes. I was wondering maybe we should play a variation of the game because they are so all easy. Mm-hmm. Is Read that why we mates? try and guess what it isn't? <laughs> yeah. People who can come up with the worst answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Russ, you're not playing, I mean, because you'd just be such a natural like that. I would be. I would be. Do you, do you feel like giving that a try? Yeah. And then I'll yeah, tell you yeah. what it actually is afterwards, but I think you'll know okay. what it is just from the title anyway. Let's so Yeah, I'm up for this. I've been looking forward to this. My favourite bit. <laughs> well, this is like a, a, a Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk first, so Mm-mm. you'll find <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. It's an honour. Well, who would like to go first? <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first. Go for I'm, it. I'm happy yeah, to yeah, yeah, jump in. Okay. I'll jump in. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Have you been looking forward to this? Go on, you can do it, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been training. We've we've had like a montage, a montage of training throughout the week. So, <laughs> <A full rookie laughs> montage. <laughs> I'm not sure that would translate quite as well cinematically because a lot of it would just be like that. Just, just scrolling uh, through Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the theme tune behind me. <laughs> and then I come and on. Band, of course. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then you've changed the format. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is cheating. <laughs> All right, let's see how it goes. All right, and Sam, are you ready? Yes. Let's do it. What isn't right? <laughs> remarkable cults and their followers. <laughs> okay, I think we so can all guess what it is. One thing's for sure: it? it's not about cults. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching myself play this game. <laughs> What isn't remarkable? <laughs> um, Don't think of pink elephants. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> remarkable cult isn't. <laughs> this is really. Let me to sub in. I'm subbing in. I'm subbing in. So um, okay, okay. I've actually seen something quite yeah. similar to this on Netflix. I think it, it could possibly be like a documentary. <laughs> where they just do the top 10 cults of all time and their followers. (laughs) (laughs) What are the top 10 cults of all time? (laughs) (laughs) There are some really creepy ones. Yeah, so maybe an anthology of all the best cults of all time. Yeah, like a a nice hardbound book. (laughs) As voted by by viewers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I feel the cults have an unfair advantage in this. (laughs) (laughs) They've just got all these C-list celebrities that just do this talk Talking heads talking about their favourite cults. Yeah. <laughs> hey, these Tom Cruise out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Rylan and you know, yeah. all, our, all our favourite. I'm talking about our favourite TV personalities. I'll have you know he listens to this podcast. I know. <laughs> I would join his cult. I'm not saying I'm joking, Mum. I'm not saying he's in a cult. I'm saying you know it's our favourite TV personalities oh, okay. giving their opinions now I understand. on what their favourite cults are. Sorry, Rylan. 
<laughs> they said you were in a cult. I did not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, it is definitely a documentary of, of C-list celebrities talking about their cult. <laughs> <laughs> Rylan is an A-list celebrity. <laughs> A-list. <laughs> yeah, he's up there with uh, Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks and people called Chris. <laughs> <laughs> now I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> he's a secret D&D player anyway anyway Anyway, what's it actually about? So what this actually is, obviously, is a book of uh, fantasy cults that you can insert into your game 120 of hmm. them oh wow that is a lot of cults yeah that's basically it yeah no. it's doing well um, it's uh, what, what, it's, uh what, what, what are you getting like, uh, does it talk to you about rituals or fancy dress or like, uh, sorry, cult gear? Yeah. Well, no, I don't That's think you actually get a costume with that. It is a book. No, no description of the costume. <laughs> were you hoping for like a fully, were you hoping for actual membership cards and to, instructions on how to join? join? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Back this Kickstarter to join our club. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, they, they, I mean, courts are all about getting money off you, so. That's yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, thank you. So <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, all we got. We got yeah, 120 cults, yes. villainous leaders and their cronies, rumors, Ooh. gameplay ideas, services, information on working for and against cults, gaining ranks and followers, and much, much more. Yeah. That's what you get, yeah, and it's good. system neutral as well. Oh well, yeah, so you can yeah. use it in any game. I think this is a this is a Lawsmith one, isn't it? I've, I've checked it out on Kickstarter, and I know they did the. Remarkable inns and taverns, which was quite popular. Mm. Um, hmm. so, yeah. That did really well. Yeah, yeah. Twisted, twisted taverns, wasn't it? Oh, that yes. was the one that came. That was another tavern oh, was related one. one. Yeah. Mm. But, there's, um, a of, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> a lot of taverns. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, points for remarkable cults. I'm going to have to give you a thousand points for that oh, because yes. that was such <laughs> a good answer. Amazing. Thank that you. is how this game is played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a lot to learn, I see. <laughs> right. Who would like to go next? Oh, I, I, I think the assumption from Roll and Play Press is that they're playing as a team. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hence K jumping in while Sam was drawing. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah. While I was floundering. You guys play as a team then. All right, okay. that's fine. Yeah. So, so I was exploring negative space in the ideas area. <laughs> You would never guess what this one is. This one is called <laughs> Sea Monsters, sixty plus savage creatures of the deep for D and D five e. Can mm. you guess what that is? Well, obviously, like your A monsters would be like the terrorists <laughs> and beholders. So this is going all the way to the end. It's like you're not talking nice. like proper Z list, but you know it, it's your it's your it's your sequence. Uh, well, you don't recognise their name immediately. If you're like, oh, that's a thingy off um off what's name, um, and they're sort of replicating every conversation I've ever had with my mother about. The stars on TV. I like what um, you did there. So a sea list sea monster is just like a cod, or like a salmon. You know, uh, he's alright. Uh, uh, no, he's uh, alright. Uh, no, it's not a cod. Thank you. This is Dungeons Dragons. It's a dire cod. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's- Peter, I've got to give you a thousand points too. That was so good. I like that. All right then. All right. So. Back to uh, team roll and play. 
Let's do it. Yes. Okay. Alchemy and poison craft. So I think this isn't a little science kit. <laughs> for eight-year-olds. Sorry. <laughs> for children. For children. Um, that comes with all the kind of ingredients you need to make poisons and basic alchemy. You know, it's kind of like GCSE alchemy um, for any children who are, you know, thinking about getting into it. Should I do this at uni? Should I not? You know, <laughs> should should I do a, poison craft exactly, at uni? Exactly. Uh, and so it's a good way to get into the hobby without committing too much financially. I think that's... <laughs> so, yeah. so which, which uni is it that offers this degree in poison? I've got a tutor in alchemy or something. Yeah. I, I, I'm more interested in the alchemy side. Yeah. I mean, the five traditions of Isaac Newton. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. You'll have to check on UCAS. I, it might have changed since I since I went. Uh, it's, been a while, it's been a while. It's a while till clearing. We'll have to wait. <laughs> so, it's a good guess. I don't think he's as good as your last guess, so he'll give you 500 points for that one. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is obviously, it's the, it's the fifth edition, and if you need poison and alchemy and subclasses and spells and items for, for all that, it's a, it's a book of that for D&D fifth edition. Cool. Does it come right. with the science kit? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, it comes with a whole array of poisons and how to administer them. Okay, cool. As and a, a big, goal, maybe. big disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try this at home. This is why it's going to be so late. <laughs> right then. Okay, If you Peter. poison yourself, you'll have learned not to do it. <laughs> so the last one, yes. Peter. Are you okay. ready? Hell yeah, hit me. What isn't the survivalist's guide to spelunking? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this is clearly. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure this is an RPG project for us because to me, this sounds like the sort of thing that um, a North American prepper might wish to have uh, if they uh, wish to take advanced spelling tests or spelling bees and do that sort of competition. But to take that around, you have to like lunk it around everywhere. So um, I think it's like a. <laughs> A field guide in how to do that. that was <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did, did you not want the worst possible puns that I could possibly contrive? Oh. That you have chosen the wrong game, my friend. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to recover oh. from that. <laughs> oh, so that's free so far. Let's just write into Morris oh. podcast. Peter, I hate you, and you're getting minus a million points for that <laughs> awful pun. <laughs> <laughs> so what this is yes is well I think you know what it is just from, from medium but um, it's yes, for yes. D&D 5th edition yes it's uh, by Douglas Niles yes. and Douglas Niles was uh, he's a New York Times best-selling author and yes. he wrote the original AD&D 1st edition Dungeoneer's Survival Guide Ooh. so basically this is a 5th edition version of that under a new name Yes, and Dark Walk Over Minshay, which is probably where I know him better from, because that was a book I really liked when I was a kid. Excellent. Uh, but I, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have been able to play this in the normal ones because I've actually, I've actually backed this uh, already. Hmm. So yeah. So uh, what it can, well, you know what it contains then, but I'll tell you what it contains because it some of the listeners might not it know. Really good. It contains a taxonomy of cave types, mm-hmm. climbing tools and rules. Guidelines for designing, mapping, and running 3D environments, momentum mm-hmm. and chases, mm-hmm. mining minerals and exotic ores, tracking supplies, foraging, hunting, 
tactical combat puzzles, hazard generators, expanded light and dark. This is a long list. Expanded mm-hmm. light and darkness, um, mm-hmm. a breath engine, whatever that is, for exploration of flooded caverns and spore-choked jungles. Well, that would be if you need to hold your breath. How it, do you I do guess. it properly? Right, right. Yeah. Like uh, rules for hypothermia mm-hmm. and exotic afflictions like shroomitis. Wow. Ouch. Ooh, that sounds fine. the shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and a glimpse at the lightless abyss and the upper regions of hell. That, that, you probably you probably go a bit deep at that point. That really that, that really escalated. <laughs> it was with you on, on mushrooms and, and exotic minerals and hell. Uh, yeah, like, because of course. Oh wow, we go super deep here. <laughs> Should probably have stopped following that. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's doing pretty well. It's uh, uh, let's have a look. It is at fifty one thousand, nearly fifty two thousand dollars, with three weeks left to go. Nice. nice. Wow. Sure. Well yeah. done. And I think that's the end of our favourite game in all the world. And I think Team Roll and Play are the winners there with 1,500 points to yes. Peter's <laughs> minus 999,000. <laughs> 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 ah, um, you see, this is why I cheered, but I knew I was getting the million points. Because I knew Russ would then have to try and work out his head how many points I didn't have. <laughs> what, minus 999,000. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. It was a game of two halves. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> it could have gone either way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Congratulations. Absolutely. You're going to have to share the trophy, the metaphorical trophy, <laughs> which is a smug sense of self-satisfaction. So I just one of you take a smug and the other take self-satisfaction. Okay. I'll take self-satisfaction. You have the smug. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll have to be smug then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Ah, finally. The evil pro-lord has been vanquished. That was a close fight. Close? Tell me about it. I barely got out of there alive. It was a shame we spent half the fight cowering from the pro-lord. Yeah, I guess I wasn't that effective today. In fact, thinking back on it, you didn't manage to land a single blow. Yeah, it was a bad week for me, wasn't it? What can I say? Sometimes the chips fall where the chips fall and the acorns grow where the acorns grow. I'm sorry? <laughs> it's just a saying I heard. The thing is, though, you weren't that much use last week either. Ah, it wasn't a great week. Without Berserker locked in hand-to-hand battle with the Were-Tiger, I wasn't able to flank the bad guys. No sneak attacks from me. And the week before? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I was caught in that web spell, wasn't I? So frustrating. And the previous week, you just stood there and did nothing. I was stunned. Stunned? Yeah, I had to make a willpower save, didn't I? Not my best stat. Yes. But when was the last time you actually did something helpful? What do you mean? I'm a valuable asset to the party. My stealth and subterfuge have saved us kids many a time. Like when? Well, like, um... I mean... Most of the time, you just flail around with your scimitar and you miss. My skills are very situational. Skills is a strong term for what you contribute. I have skills. I'm a ranger of the east. I can talk to animals and I'm an expert bowshot. Talking to penguins isn't a skill. It is if you're a penguin. 
Look, look, I'm having an unlucky streak, all right? An unlucky streak which has lasted since I first met you. I did the maths. What do you mean, the maths? Well, quite simply, I calculated the total amount of damage each of us has dealt over the last month. Ah, this is why you're no fun at parties. The Berserker has smote 1,254 damage. Good for him! The Warlock has blasted our enemies with fire for 1,421 damage. Ah, she's a pretty powerful ally, I'll give you that. I myself have done 1,167 damage. But you... Me? Yes, you. You have done... Well, spit it out then. How much damage have I done over the last month? Seven. Seven? And that was in part because that goblin fumbled and fell upon his own sword. Look, I am by far the most useful and versatile member of this fellowship. Mm, name one time you've been useful. I picked that merchant's pocket back in Mildenview. Who subsequently called the town gardeners and then ran us out of town. I snuck into that fire track and slayer. Who, having heard you, promptly went and set fire to three villages. I climbed that necromancer's tower all by myself. And once in Sorcerer, we then had to fight our way in to rescue you. Look, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that, look, we've talked. We? Yes, me, the Warlock and the Berserker. We've all talked. And? And we we just don't feel you're pulling your weight. My weight? Yes, yes. The uh, Warlock blasts things with spells of fire. The Berserker beats his foes to a pulp with a gnomish flick base, bizarrely. But that's beside the point. Yeah, so? Well, I, I strike my foes down from afar with my mighty bow. Yeah, and I... Yes, and you... I have a plus two flaming rapier of wounding and striking, I'll have you know. Well, it would be nice if you were to wound or strike something with it, wouldn't it? Do you think I haven't tried? Mm, so, anyway, we've talked, and I'm afraid we've decided to demote you. Demote me? What does that even mean? It means that you will no longer be a full member of the party. You'll be a hireling. Now, look here. Now, there's no use arguing. It's decided. You will no longer be getting a share of the XP or treasure, but we will pay you a very generous one gold piece every month. And what, precisely, does a hireling do? Um, cook, clean, set up the camp. Oh, you can carry our weapons. Hand them out as needed. You mean, you want me to be a caddy? Yes, yes, I, I suppose so. Welcome to the team. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just wanted to mention our Patreon. Peter, are you familiar with our Patreon? Oh, is it uh, patreon.com slash Morris? Yes. M-O-R-R-U-S. At patreon.com forward slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys yes. us all these wonderful microphones and yes. mixers and other little bits and pieces. And wires. So many wires. And all these wires. Uh, we have a load of wonderful Patreon backers at the moment. And yes. those backers get... We cherish you all. 
Yes, we do cherish them very much. And those backers get bonus content every single week, just as a thank you for uh, for backing our Patreon. And because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark, they also get to like talk to us in our Discord channel, which is pretty good. Mm. And we sometimes even deign to answer that. Uh, but even more importantly, when we have guests coming onto the show, they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests. Mm. Um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we, our guests will answer. So please, if you do enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris. Link will be in the show notes. Yes. And support us, even with just a dollar a month. Every little, every little bit helps. Right, let's talk about role and play then, shall we? Oh, yes, yes. Let's, let's talk about yes. role and play. That is, that is why we're here, after all. <laughs> well, first off, how do you feel about it? it? You must be sort of shell-shocked and elated, almost. It's been a whirlwind. It has. Yeah, yeah we launched our first project in May last year. Oh, that mm-hmm. one did really well. <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah, that one was... <laughs> that one, it was, it was a strange time. It, it kind of came out of me dming for the first time really a few years ago mm-hmm. three, three or four years ago and uh, for my friends and you know I, I began pooling these these random tables together on instagram and uh, pinterest yeah. and you know there's all kinds of brilliant tables out there mm-hmm. um, but then when it came to my games oh. i could never get the one i needed open quickly enough and yeah. it just it just meant i had to kind of quickly go through my phone or or whether i had to look through my kind of saved uh, images on Instagram and try and find the random table for. So you kind of thought, I wish these were all in one book. <laughs> yeah, and mm. I've I worked in publishing for six years, so mm. books are kind of my bread and butter, I suppose. Um, so I just thought, you know, random tables plus book. I think that would be mm. that would be cool for me, and um, so I thought I'll, I'll I'll make this book of random tables, and it kind of occurred to me, oh, I wonder if anyone else would like my book of random tables. <laughs> um, so I thought you know a little lockdown project i'll put it on kickstarter and see if anyone else is interested and people were interested (laughs) it was so it was such a random time i remember the day when you put it up yeah um i was just sort of sat on the sofa and you'd been going on about this thing for ages and we Mm -hmm. sort of talked about it and you showed me different versions and we'd gone through it and then there was a day you just think i really want to do this and i said just get on with it just put it on kickstarter Um, and so we that's the encouragement <laughs> so what, what were you expecting when you could honestly I mean everyone likes to be modest and they go oh I was expecting it. What, so, were you, honest, what were you expecting when you put it on Kickstarter honestly the goal was a thousand pounds and mm. I hoped that I would sell maybe like between 10 and 50 copies would be yeah. would be really cool um, mm. so I had different pledge levels because I kind of saw that that was how Kickstarter works. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I thought that would be, that'd be awesome if I can sell some books to people and let's, let's see how it does. Uh, and uh, we, we launched it in the evening, or Tuesday evening, I think it was. Yeah, it was a Sunday. <clears throat> a Sunday evening. So we, we launched it. We, we read it. We read through the campaign page a number of times and we were both kind of ready to launch it into the world. So we, mm. we hit the big green button, the launch mm-hmm. button, and uh, that was that. And we kind of thought... And then I quickly backed it so that you would... Yeah, at least we, you didn't be, we didn't want to be lonely. So, <laughs> so Kay quickly backed it. So whoever joined the project would see, oh, it's got a backer already. Yeah. <laughs> In the first seven seconds of it going live. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we, we kind of left it and just thought, oh, I wonder how it's going to do. And I think Kay went to make a drink and I was 
I, I remember calling out, okay, we've got a backup. We've got a first backup. <laughs> um, and then the second one came in and the third one came in. And then, yeah, over the course of the evening, more and more backers came in and we were just really, really excited by that. Uh, mm. And we went to sleep because uh, it was it was kind of in the evening night when we launched um, it. Yeah, we went to sleep and we woke up and we were fully funded. Really? Um, we made our thousand pounds. And for, for me at that point, like the project was done. I was just so kind of mm. like I'd, speechless, I think. Yeah, really? you hadn't even told your family or friends at this point. No, no. That's it, what it, was yeah. gonna, it was just supposed to be a random thing. So, yeah. so you decided to do a Kickstarter without telling anyone about it. That that was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our marketing strategies had a few tweaks uh, since then. Um, it doesn't seem it mattered because I mean, what did it do in the end? I got to two hundred nine thousand with seven and a half thousand backers. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Wow. So, how how long was it before you realised that it was going to be big? Uh, I don't know. I think I think when it climbed to ten thousand in the first kind of five days or so. Yeah. Mm. I think that was when it kind of hit us that, wow, this is crazy. But wait, we've got like 21 days remaining. Mm. How is this going to pan out? Yeah. Um, I think we just did not know no. the scale of it. And I wasn't supposed to have really anything to do with this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was just going to be your thing. But then as soon as it kept growing and growing, we just thought, I don't know how I ended up being swept up into the whole thing and ended up spending my mornings on Reddit reading through D&D forums and um, <laughs> going through Kickstarter, absorbing Jamie Stegmaier's blog of Kickstarter tips. Um, yeah, it was just, I don't think we had any clue what the potential of it was at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. And, and just amazing. Every day was amazing in that project. We were making it was, stretch goals it, like on, yeah. <laughs> on the go. It was, it was just amazing to see, you know, the, the positivity from people as well was really, really Ooh. encouraging. And just the way it was growing was just like, it was just remarkable to us, really. Mm. And the, the first project, it was, it was also on, on the flip side of that, you know, amazing coin. It was really exhausting because we were mm. totally reactive. Mm. Um, it was growing every day and we hadn't planned for that. So we had to, you know, send out updates when we hit stretch goals, yeah. um, mm. which was happening quite rapidly. And, and there was just, the project was moving so quickly, we had to keep up with it. Mm. Mm. Um, whereas the second time around, you know, we've, we've planned for it. We're, yeah. we, we like to think we're under control. Well, you see, you've see done happens. it again. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you told people about it this time. We yeah. did, yes. <laughs> we did it the proper way this time. Um, I know it, it sounds sort of, it is a bit of a fairy story, the first one, but we would never, no. ever, ever recommend to anyone to do it like that. Um, no. We were, it, we were fortunate in that on the first night, somehow people were finding it organically. And mm -hmm. for the first, I think it was, um, we started advertising maybe with 10 days to go yeah yeah and up until that it was completely organic i think that was maybe up to about uh maybe twenty thousand, which is all completely organic traffic mm -hmm. and then um backer kit reached out to us um yeah. and then they helped us out for the with the um advertising and they yeah. were so so helpful just in terms of getting on the phone with us and just talking mm -hmm. us through this whole kickstarter thing mm. um but yeah, don't don't do it this way. Anyone? <laughs> when, when we started, we had no Instagram presence, Twitter presence, Facebook presence. We yeah. were Mailing invisible. It. We were. It was just, and it, it was even on my personal Kickstarter account. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, 
don't 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 do that. Don't do that. I was having done with that. All of my all all, all of mine are on my personal <laughs> Kickstarter accounts. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. And I think a lot of people do it that way. Um, mm. I think because of the way, because it was so overwhelming the first time around, I think yeah. you sort of made that decision of, I want to put it sort of in its own mm. sort of box Cop- just to, because it was a really flies, intense yeah. time. Yeah, we wanted to make a distinction. Yeah, I think mm. that, that was that was for yeah. sure for the second time around. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So let's talk about the second one, because the second yeah. one's Ooh. the current one. Yes. Mm. What's the difference between the second one and the first one? What is this one? Yes. So the first, the first roll and play book is the Game Master's Fantasy Toolkit. And that was all about random tables for Game Masters. So Mm -hmm. what's the tavern name? Desert Mm -hmm. encounters, mountain encounters. uh, What are the monster motives? Treasure, random tables, Mm -hmm. pickpocket random tables. I mean, yeah, it it was everything that I needed in my games as a dungeon Mm -hmm. master to have that little hit of improvisation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because let's be honest, like players... Players don't care what you planned. They yeah. don't care. Um, um, if you want to make players laugh, tell them your plans. Um, yeah, so that that that's full of random tables for game masters, um, mm-hmm. and it's also great for planning as well. Planning a session is mm-hmm. just flicking through and uh, just getting that hit of inspiration. Yeah, um, is is really valuable. So but, in that in that first one, what sort of what sort of random tables? Are there in, in the pages of that book? Get one open. Yeah, we've got one here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's split. It's, here's one I made earlier, actually. Uh, mm. It's split into four chapters. So there's people and quests, mm-hmm. which is uh, you've got your character names, NPC names, uh, mm-hmm. details, motives, jobs. Um, mm. There's also a fun random table in there, all about first meetings um, because the classic thing is that the party meet in a tavern Um, (laughs) sometimes it's nice to to do a variation on the theme so there's Mm. there's 20 of them in there just just ideas of how the party could meet Uh, there's world building chapter two so you've got bounty posters in there um taverns uh, bard songs that could be playing in the tavern Mm. um town crier news uh chapter three is journeys and events so there's a whole load of encounters in there from most kind of terrain types uh, and also some some traps and hazardous doors and things for your dungeons as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter four is all about combat. So you've got critical hit tables, not only for melee, but also for ranged and magic as well. And some crazy things happen on the magic random, uh, random table. Uh, it's uh, beware. Mm-hmm. And then chapter five is all about items and rewards. So there's a, a list of magic weapons, magic armor, and also just mundane magic items like mm. a, a limitless ketchup bottle um <laughs> yeah the, the plants scams bargain bin kind of items as well yeah so so it kind of it runs the gamut of most things that you would need help with improvising on the fly or, or mo- rather most things that i needed help with improvising yeah, on the fly yeah. uh, when dming uh, and the second the second project is called the fantasy character kit mm-hmm and it's another role and play book. So it, again, it's full of random tables. It's almost, it's one and a half times the size. It's 164 pages mm-hmm. um, with stretch goals. It could go up to 180. Mm-hmm. And there's pages in there, random tables for every character class, every major RPG class from, mm-hmm. you know, from D&D, Pathfinder. Yeah, and there's, there's tables in there which are really good if you are creating a character or mm. NPCs. And it's, it's the little things which I think that really elevate role play opportunities. Uh, there's, mm. a, there's a whole table in there on wild shape quirks. So you're a druid, you can change into 
Uh, and PT was saying you change into an owlbear uh, whenever you get the opportunity. Um, that, that was more of a 13th page group on the 5th edition, to be fair, but I thoroughly recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a whole load of quirks in there. You know, what do your wild shape looks? Uh, what do your wild shapes look like? Mm-hmm. Um, how can you roleplay those on the tabletop? Uh, there's also different relationships for every character class as well. So ways to bind parties together. How do you know each mm-hmm. other? Because I think that is something that that is really difficult as well. You know, you each make a character in silo, mm-hmm. and when you join the mm-hmm. table, it's it's difficult to to really get those bonds together. So um, there's there's loads of tables in there that you can roll maybe on your session zero, or maybe when you're planning it with your friends, or maybe even on your first session. So if you're the artificer, you could roll on the table. And the idea is that you roll on the table with the person next to you in mind. So as mm-hmm. you roll on the artificer table, you, uh, you blew up blanks, pet and they don't know it yet uh, so that gives you an interesting role play opportunity with yeah. the barbarian sat next to you yeah. who doesn't know that you as an artificer you do blown not up want to blow pet. up the barbarian's pets no no exactly <laughs> like what does who ever do to you <laughs> there may be some yeah rage coming your way um, yeah. but yeah so it's just it's lots of fun role playing opportunities intra-party bonding so that the group comes together has more of a team uh, which yeah. And the lack of that and that lack of communication is, of course, the leading cause of total particles, which is <laughs> yeah. generally, generally flimping GMs strive to avoid, although so players obviously have different ideas about it. Exactly. So I'm looking at this, you've got some tables in here, and some of them are just sort of like roll 1d20 and just choose one of those things. Yeah. Some of them you build something out of. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Proverbs mm-hmm. table at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, and yeah. that's divided into four yes. sections. Yeah. So you've got like the, the verse one, verse two, verse three, verse four, and you roll for each section separately. Yes. <laughs> I think it, I, I might, I might, let's, let's, let's try one. So Peter, you pick some numbers. These are D10s. Yeah. So first number. Uh, three. Three. My holy weapons will. Uh, six. Be a beacon for goodness. Two. Allow your children to. Ten. Purge the evildoers. <laughs> that's a yeah, good problem. problem. <laughs> so, like, that's what I've always said. You know? Yeah. And I suppose that even goes, truly, it is written. Where's that written? But I mean, but you know, straight away there, you've got a proverb all about holy weapons that purge mm. evildoers. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. For a clerical paladin, that's awesome. If you can chant that as you march I, into. Maybe child abuse or something. I'm not entirely sure what that really was. <laughs> I think it's kind of more the children of the deity, less, the, less yeah. so than like giving a child. Giving a child a sword. We hold taller than the holy, than the holy avenger when they can use it. That's just like a, 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 a morning card line. <laughs> um, I've always preferred bless them, bash them, hack them, slash them, but um, that's much easier to remember. <laughs> so, so there's two of you there. Have yes. each of you got a favourite chart? favorite table in this book oh so of so the book is still in progress still being drafted but i would say my favorite so far is the druid magic items um i just think there's some really fun ones in there and i like the idea of having magic items that are really specific to the class um Mm -hmm. and i think even just talking about the book more generally for someone like me who is very new to D&D. I played in a couple of um, campaigns before that Sam's DM'd. Yes. Um, I played Fate with uh, my friends, which 
personally I preferred don't know mm-hmm. if that's a controversial mm-hmm. thing to say but um, mm-hmm. yeah and I, I thought it was really fun but the thing that mm-hmm. I found difficult to compute with D&D was this, this huge book mm-hmm. so many different classes and mm-hmm. like, they all sound they all sound kind of cool I don't want to read this whole book which one mm-hmm. do I pick so yeah. the mm-hmm. way that the book's been set out you mm-hmm. really get a sense of what a different the class the, the flavor of the different class and you can think this is what i want to this is the kind of character that i want to be mm. um, and we were talking earlier about when whenever i create characters they're always chaotic neutral person <laughs> who is just causing havoc in the party and i think that's just because not that i am like that in real life but that's just <laughs> <laughs> what I, no comment oh, that's some, that's some back there. Chaotic, chaotic neutral is the alignment that i always ban in my games <laughs> <laughs> That is that is me 100%. But um, the, the great thing about this is it sort of helps you to push you into something else that you wouldn't necessarily consider. Yeah. Mm. But going back to my favourite one, um, yes. I would say the Druid magic mm. items. I'll pick one up. So yeah, what we got on that? A seaweed sling, which fires orbs of water to drench foes. Ooh. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Very fun. I think you could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's also cool. You, you know, you could almost create a character from that one line um mm. you know a druid that's a coastal druid yeah that harvests seaweed and enchants it um and before you know it you've started to already and has a dire cod <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but well, yeah. what, what of a sort of animal companion is a is a gnomish coastal druid going to have <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 i'm assuming k is super on board to playing gnomes because <laughs> Like, you sound like you're very, yeah, I enjoy wrecking everything. Out of it. Yeah. How about you? That's 100% <laughs> me. <laughs> not, not, not typecasting everything. No, no, don't mind me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's there's magic items for every class as well, um, which is great for, for DMs to hand out tailored loot. Because I, I sometimes find that um, rolling on the, the Dungeon Master's Guide treasure tables is, is, is fun, but then sometimes... If you get like a, a wand or a star, you just get stuff that the party wants to sell. And you've got mm-hmm. a group of barbarians, it's kind of, yeah. mm, are you oh. going to want that? Mm. Uh, well, this so, role of the pact keeper isn't going to do you a lot of good, is it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good for getting that little spark of inspiration. So, Sam, yeah. your favorite one then, what's yours? Yeah. My favorite, <laughs> I think. So which of your the, children the, is your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all listening. <laughs> I think the the bonds and friendships one is one of my favourite, where you can yeah. you know it, it where it, it has a blank that you can insert someone's name into. I think that's mm. that's going to have a lot of interesting role play. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm table. looking at artificial friendships right in yeah, front of yeah, me yeah. here now. Yeah. So I don't know, more than seven. Somebody's objective will bring you closer to getting your hands on a valuable resource. Oh, there's you blew up somebody's pet, but they don't know that yet. I see that on there. <laughs> oh, somebody is always rescuing you from explosions caused by your experiments. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Is it is this your thing? Or is this more case? Um, yeah, when are you going to start reading the Artificer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's my favourite because uh, yeah. you know before you know it, in in three or four rolls of a dice, you're going to have a party which is real. They've already got history. You know, mm. you've blown up their pet. That you're they're furthering your goals by finding valuable resources. You've got a secret agenda against him or her, and mm. you know. And before you know it, you've all got little interactions that you can have. And so when you're talking to this party member, it's going to be very different f- from when you're talking to this party member. 
because you don't want to let on that you've blown up their pet. You know, it's, it's that kind of, it's, it's the, it's just adds so many good role play opportunities. So I think, I think that's probably one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah. The, the friendships and bonds. I think that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So just having a quick look then. So we have got, I'm going to run through the, uh, mm-hmm. different categories of, or chap- chapters, I guess, uh, of stuff that you've got in here. And, um, how about, uh, let's just talk for like, one minute on each one, 30 seconds right. on each one, because there's quite okay, a lot right. of them. So this is gonna, we'll try <laughs> and whip through this quite quickly. So, uh, number one, artificers and tinkerers. What will we find in there? There's going to be tinkerer tools. Uh, so unique tools that you might use uh, if you're doing alchemical experiments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the friendships that right. we've spoken about, mechanical helpers. So some artificer classes get homunculus helpers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And every class as well comes with magic items and apparel as well. So um, it it won't take long to to, to make that either. Uh, so there's a, there's a there's a ton of stuff in there for mm. artificers. Yeah. What's next? Sorry, sorry. Next, 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 next. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. next is barbarians <laughs> and yeah. mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, a lot of um, barbarians are from kind of outlanders from from different societies. So there's going to be some things in there about tribe leaders um, or kind of tribal origins. There's rage manifestations, which is really fun um, because rage can manifest yeah. on the tabletop in lots of different ways. Trophies, trophies, tattoos. You can have the Kickstarter page open in front of you. What you do? We do, but he's adding. It's fantastic. What's next after barbarians? Bards. Okay, I'll go through this one. So we've got scandals, trinkets, ballads, songs, rival performers, fantastic instruments, folk tales, and more. Um, and I think there's some other things that are going in there. So some mockery and comebacks and quips. Comebacks. Yeah, oh, rival performers fun. idea. Well, we got what yeah. sort of what sort of what sort of things are in the rival performers table? <laughs> so, that sounds fun. Yeah, there, there's just rival bands. Every bard is going to have a rival singer or, or <laughs> band. Yes, well, I think that is such an excellent idea, and I don't know why that's not in the core rules now. That should be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we've got released the bar for the for fifth edition. I've got fifth edition, so let's get on that. There you um, go. Okay, who's next? Clerics. Clerics and war priests next, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got the proverbs we we chatted about, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sacred rites, so things yeah. that they do every day that that is holy mm. to them. Um, we've also got some locations throughout the book. So uh, this this one includes mm. temples and shrines of yeah. where they might have come from, or maybe that's where they're they're from now, and maybe they still mm. visit it. Mm. Uh, and also spiritual weapons, Ooh, giving a bit of flavour to that. Yeah, spiritual weapons are popular. Yeah, popular spell for clerics. So um, I thought it would just be fun to to put a spin on that spice it up a bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, my, my clerics used a giant rock for seven levels now <laughs> which totally makes sense from the character but it's kind of basic love it but, <laughs> my, <laughs> my would use a giant spiritual cod <laughs> we, we're very different guys okay let's talk about druids druids, druids and geomancers yes it's druids so we've got wild shape quirks which mm. you talked about with your mm. bear owl. Um, sacred sites, um, leather armor descriptions, naturalist mm. origins, mm. Um, animal helpers, arcane focuses, and more. But something to say mm. about this, um, which yes. is something we've talked about a lot, is we've set we've separated into the classes mm. as it's easier to navigate through the book that way. Mm. But you could take different bits from the different sections. So I don't know, even if you if you're multi-classing or if you just wanted to add a bit of mm. flavor to your character. So we talked about, for example, if you wanted to have 
a druid but has mm-hmm. that has sort of an artificer kind of edge to it so yeah. maybe they protect nature through something technical yeah. or yeah, yeah. you know yeah. using mm. robots or whatever mix and match so, yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also something like leather armor descriptions <laughs> is kind of yeah applicable mm. to lots of different classes isn't it exactly oh, absolutely Okay. Absolutely. So yeah. that's fighters. Fighters. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of NPCs in every chapter Ooh. as well, and this this one's no different. So this one's got uh, commanding officers and comrades. So a Ooh. whole list of those medals, uh, origin stories, different fighting styles. How do you use your Ooh. sword or mace or shield? And yeah, loads of magic items as well. Okay, nice. monks, monks. Let's move yeah. on. Quick, quick, monks. Go for it. Go for it. And martial <laughs> artists. <laughs> Yeah. Origin stories again, um, yeah. robes, garments, uh, chants. Yeah, martial arts dances uh, we thought would be really fun. Uh, disciplines and also key manifestations. Mm. Sweet. Yeah. So, so what, 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 what's a key? What's a sort of sample key manifestation? What would we look at on that table? M- monks obviously use uh, key points mm-hmm. um, and they can channel energy uh, as, they're, as they're punching and kicking things. Um, so uh, how does that manifest on the tabletop? So it could be every time you use a key point, you know, you get kind of, you're surrounded by spiritual fire or oh. uh, maybe the earth trembles around you and, and your footprints leave kind of cracks in the earth. Right. Uh, that kind of thing, yeah. That would make it hard to pass self rules. How does a spiritual diacord kind of fit into <laughs> Yeah. So I think as a monk, that would be more of like a Monty Python thing. So. Yeah. Oh, Russ, it's like he's played in your games. No. <laughs> okay. okay, we're off with that. Paladins. Sure. Paladins are yes. next. Paladins. Uh, yeah, so there's daily rituals, things that you do every day as a paladin uh, to get you closer to your deity. Holy symbols, uh, origin stories, unholy enemies, um, who is your kind of nemesis mm. and why, I suppose, as well. And yeah. also smite, mani- uh, smite manifestations as well. So mm. how does your smite look when you when you cast it? Yeah, you talk about unholy mm. enemies and who is your nemesis. And I am going to resist the urge to, yet again, <laughs> mention the dire card. <laughs> <laughs> I think you found your big bad evil guy. I think I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the Dark Lord Menace. I think I know what my next RPG is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> my next kickstart. Well, at least you won't have to flounder around about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Russ, just take those jokes. Oh, I'm sorry. Moving on. Rangers. <laughs> Rangers are next. Uh, yeah, so uh, the history you might have with your favoured enemies. Why are they your favoured enemies? Oh. Uh, yeah, some more weapon descriptions, magic items, uh, clothing and camouflages, survival skills. So how do you, what, like, what do you do in the wild? How do you find food? Oh. Uh, animal companions um, and a whole host of other things in there as well. Okay. Ooh, uh, rogues, rogues and, and thieves. thieves. So in this one, we've got covert origins, hideouts, um, their criminal organisations. Another thing that's not, on the um, list but that we've talked about is their calling cards so when mm. they come uh, something what do they leave behind oh, yeah, um, yeah. which I think is quite Ooh. fun scams and cons and concealed weapons descriptions mm. nice yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Sorcerers. Yeah. So arcane focuses. Uh, what do they oh. look like? Okay. Uh, draconic pacts and the kind of history behind that. And mm-hmm. uh, similarly with wild magic as well. Teachers and NPCs that you know are linked to your character uh, mm-hmm. appearance and attire. Uh, and uh, yeah, a whole host of origin stories in there. Nice. We're nearly there. We're nearly at the end. So close. Okay. So close. <laughs> the pressure <laughs> will be off soon. We're coming down to yeah. that. <laughs> what a big book. It's a, there's a lot. There is a lot in it. There's a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, it is a big book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so different packs, I hope. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, again, origin stories. Um, <sighs> yeah. Packed weapons and their descriptions. Nice. Uh, patrons and patron names uh, and some descriptions in there as well. And also contact methods. You know, how does your patron contact you? Is it through dreams or yeah. maybe something else? Something more sinister, maybe. And and yeah, like uh, cults in there, groups, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, a load, a load of other stuff. <laughs> Do you wake up in the morning and there's a brief message lined out in dead cockroaches by your bed? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't personally, but... Um, or do you? <laughs> That's how I get the inspiration for this book, the conferences tell me. Okay, so the last one, the last one is Wizards and Enchanters. Mm. So this one's quite fun. So we've got spell books. And when we were talking about the spell books, we thought, how can you make it really interesting? So there are some more mm. traditional ones, sort of, you know, you've got leather-bound ones. Mm. We talked about having your spell book tattooed onto you yeah. or nice. having it just stitched into your robes those kind mm. of things mm. um unique mm. robes scholarly origins components faithful familiars um mm. and also how the familiar behaves which i think is quite funny so yeah. having a lazy familiar or like quite a cheeky one there's a result on the table that you could get a small hippo calf as your familiar that's really lazy <laughs> and i just love that idea <laughs> you, do, you, do, you do know what i would want as a familiar don't you <laughs> Um, no. A sleep hold. <laughs> let's, let's not go back to that. Yeah. Um, you've actually got a stretch goal, which we haven't yes. mentioned yet, which Ooh. is a final chapter. Mm. So could you talk a bit about that stretch goal? Where, when, is, when does that kick in and what's that? The next one, if, if we get there. Uh, yeah. if, that hit, if, if we get to 150,000, it will unlock if. blood hunters if. and mutants. If. You never know. Oh, you never oh, know. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, when so blood hunters you get to and mutants. <laughs> Fingers oh. crossed. Um, yeah, so, so all, all, all the different things you need for a blood hunter. Um, so, yeah, um, mutagens that you're kind of putting into your body. Um, Again, kind of enemies there. How did you become a blood hunter? Uh, orders and kind of leaders of the orders that you're you're part of. Uh, again, weapons in there. Yeah, just loads of loads of kind of Van Helsing, uh, mm. Witcher kind of inspired things. Yeah, I think uh, we spent a good evening googling. Can we use the word Witcher? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it doesn't have Witcher in there. <laughs> yeah, I said. I can see why it's doing well. It's an incredibly useful book. And the first one's incredibly useful too. I mean, they're both like really, 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 really I'm backing this mm-hmm. without a doubt. I'm, in fact, I'm going to oh, do it. Thank you. Just so you know that I'm not <laughs> just talking. I am going to do it right now while you watch. Which tier do I need to get the physical book? Because I don't want to you. Uh, that's the highest tier for the physical book. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent commercial instincts. Um, so we but, haven't but, actually talked about that there's two, ver- there's yes, not two, two the options for the book. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's, um, we have the Oracle for anyone who just wants to stick in a quid and get into the pledge manager, mm-hmm. yeah. if you're still deciding. Mm-hmm. Then retailers, we've got lots of retailers backing, which is really exciting. And we've, we mm-hmm. had them on the last campaign as well. Yeah. So um, that's yeah. great for their support. And then um, for £11, you can get the PDF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for £16, you get a copy of the standard book. So um, yes. there's standard and limited edition books. So okay. £16 for the standard. But wait, Alchemist, the <laughs> <laughs> um, Alchemist is um, one that, that we introduced as part of the last campaign. Mm-hmm. So it's the PDF, but then um, Sam's also made 
a completely print friendly version that you can print off yeah, and put into is. your binder and mm-hmm. all of the yeah. color stripped back so um you get both yeah. of those and um some digital character cards which mm. is one of the add-ons um yeah we did an update about that yesterday there's five cards on one side there's a whole host of npcs and tables to make Ooh. npcs the example that we showed off was merchants uh, and on the, on the opposite side of that card is, is a character it's a fully fleshed out Ooh. character that you could use straight away in your game uh, which is great for uh, new Done. players or NPCs or yeah. oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> sorry I had to get my phone um, out to confirm the payment there because it used Apple Pay <laughs> <laughs> I have now cracked it but for £30 uh, you can get a limited edition book uh, mm. and they are only available uh, throughout the Kickstarter campaign I just did I am getting yeah. a limited edition book. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Which cover did you go for? Well, you don't oh, know. They won't know yet. Oh, which, cover, which cover will you <laughs> go for know. is the question. No, 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 don't worry. You don't have to pick that. You don't have to pick that. Tell me. Russ is just a natural rogue. It's how he likes his dogs. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a selection of covers that are only available in the Kickstarter campaign. And yeah, so so for £30, you can get access to that as well. And they've got nice end papers on the inside cover as well. They're all based on one class so at mm. the moment um we've got druid wizard fighter and we just unlock the um, warlock cover. Mm. um nice. and with stretch goals we've got uh, artificer up next and the barbarian mm. if we if we reach yeah. the high stretch goal but so are we thinking about a third book in a year or so <laughs> <laughs> oh. absolutely this year Love it. Love that conference. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the the context is that after the last Kickstarter, so we were both working full time mm-hmm. during the last Kickstarter, um, yes. and then it just got so ridiculous that um, Sam <laughs> had to go on sabbatical from um, his job, and then part way through that sabbatical, Sam decided, and we decided together that we would just um, Sam would just do this full time so yeah. um yes we need to keep making books <laughs> um and i'm actually a trainee lawyer most mm. of my days yeah, and i'm now going part time so i'm going to be doing mm. this um for my other two days a week wow. rather mm. than my evenings and weekends which is what i'm doing at the moment <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this whole yeah. work life balance that one is so much interesting <laughs> what <Yes>. is rest <laughs> yeah so yeah. definitely more books uh, coming I, I, I had a uh, i had a day off work once it was uh, <laughs> it was awful he hates 1982 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've got we've got some some ideas for future projects, and uh, yeah, we're we're hopeful to keep growing and Ooh. keep growing the community as well. You know, we've got so many so many people on board in our community now. It's just Ooh. it's really amazing hearing from them and yeah. getting their thoughts on what we're doing, and it just helps the books to grow even even better. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. I've had lots and lots of fun with you guys. Yes. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, that, that book. When, when can I expect that book to drop through my letterbox? <laughs> so we're delivering uh, Roll and Play, the fancy character kit in October of this year. Right. October. Mm, right. Nice. All right. Marking it on my, on my calendar. I'm waiting now for October. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no so will you, will you have your next one next year, whenever yes. it is? Mm. let me know we'd love to have you back to talk yes. about that one thank you so That'd much fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely and yeah. Uh, this one clearly has done incredibly well and it's going to do even better and I'm sure the one after oh, yeah. that is going to do even better it's <laughs> like you, you, you're doing you're doing great I'm really, really super super excited about this I can't wait to get it <laughs> 
<laughs> thank you so much thank you yeah it's, it's a lot it's a lot of fun to work on we're, we're having a lot of fun and it's just it's a crazy time for both of us <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of a dream then to work yeah. full time doing this is it absolutely yeah um yeah i i i kind of i always wanted to play D D. Yeah. And a friend of mine's stepdad gave gave us all a third edition uh, rule book. Mm. Mm. And I remember flicking through it um, when I was quite a lot younger. <laughs> mm. And I was just like, wow, this is this is so cool. There's, there's so many stories that can be told here. This is amazing. And I never got to play. We, we just didn't play. We did, just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and so then later in life, when I discovered it, it's like, you know, telling stories is just so much fun. And and tools that can help people write and tell stories and mm. to help me write and tell stories. It's mm. like, it's just, it's, it's just so much fun. We're having a blast making this stuff. And yeah, and yeah thank you for having us on. We've really yeah, appreciated chatting to you yeah. guys. It's been, it's been great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe I'll sneak the diacod in there. I don't know. I, I can't Ooh. promise that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's there. It's inspiring. <laughs> I mean, it's totally touched the culture for us. <laughs> hey, try you came best. up with it, not me. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, can I say? It was inspiring. It was a group effort. We were brainstorming on this course. <laughs> the dark god. <laughs> uh, Morris is an official tape from RBT Talk first. <laughs> so we should sign off now. I'm afraid, but it's it's been yeah, it honestly has been an absolute fantastic time. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been yeah, fun. it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Appreciate it, and uh, yeah. Have, have a great afternoon and evening. And- <laughs> oh, Russ, who do we have on next week? Uh, we have Claudio Posas on oh, next week. The artist. artist from Brazil. Big fan of his work. Okay. All right, then. We are done. Brilliant. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. And the Sokovia Accords, the whole premise of war, it's like... Maybe you shouldn't take law into your own hands and break absolutely everything. It's just suddenly occurred to me. I hope Daryl yeah. has seen One Division because he has no choice but to listen to this. Uh, to, to be fair, Daryl's been on Twitter, so.